Hello, savvy savers, savvy moms, savvy money makers. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? This is Elkie, CEO and founder of Savvy Moms Unite, career and prosperity catalyst. I'm coming to you with another episode of Savvy Money Moves. Now, what do I mean when I say savvy money moves? Money moves. I am talking about you taking a dollar and making multiple things happen, making it multiply, doing whatever you can to hustle and get your, get your life. It is amazing to watch, you know, our, our, you know, people around us and the women in our community just be amazing and do what they do best. I'm just really excited for what's to come in my life, in the savvy money moves I will will make, and I'm I'm really excited about the opportunities that I can help other women do the same. Now, tonight's episode, I'm going to focus on the power of your words. The power of your words. What, I, what do I mean when I say that? So I'm a big believer, big proponent of manifesting. I believe in it. I've lived it. I've seen it happen over and over again in my life. I have manifested jobs. I've manifested living spaces. I've manifested opportunities, clients. I've manifested relationships, whether they were good or bad. I've manifested just goodness that has come to me and sometimes some really crazy stuff. So why do I tell you to focus on the power of your words? Now, your words can either make you or they can break you. And when I say this I want you to think about the amount of times you have said, oh, I feel like something is going to happen, or I know I'm not going to get this, or I am so broke, I can't do this, or I'm not going to get that job, and it's happened. So if you know that when you've said those things, and they've been negative, or they haven't been the most you know, successful, positive things for you, and it's happened, what would happen if you were to say different? So, you know, growing up, I had hardworking parents, amazing parents. Uh, My parents are immigrants, uh, were immigrants to this country, they're now citizens, but they are from West Africa. And, you know, the lifestyle that they had in West Africa, they were pretty they were considered wealthy. You know, my dad was a businessman. My mom was a, a nurse, a midwife. And so my dad owned several businesses. He could take care of the family easily. My mom worked because she wanted to. She didn't really have to. Um, and my brothers and sisters, my older brothers and sisters who lived in the country, talked about the lifestyle there and how they really did well for themselves. And I truly believe that if things were okay in Africa, and they hadn't gone through several, multiple civil wars in Liberia, my parents probably would have still been there and still had multiple lands and 
we would have been in the family business had we been born there. But they ended up moving to the country because, um, you know, there was a civil war, of course, and I had, the two, I had two older brothers who suffered with sickle cell anemia. They wanted to find better health care for them. And I think about their lifestyle in Africa, and then I think about their lifestyle in America. They struggled. They struggled a lot. Money was like just scarce. It was always hard to get. They they literally had like this, you know, it's hard attitude about everything. Everything they had to work extra hard for. And so as much as it built grit in us and built grit in them, it built grit in them, of course, but built grit in us, it also challenged our mindset when it came to thinking that things could come to us easily. So I was just having this conversation with my younger sister the other day. I was like, you know, you know why it's hard for us to see that when we flip our words, we could easily get the things we want. It's because we've been taught that it's hard work and grit and suffering that gets you what you need. You got to go through a struggle before you get to where you want to be. And thinking about things as easily as saying it and it coming true is foreign to us. It's like a concept that doesn't make sense. And I think about the transition in my parents' mindset from when they were in Africa where they were living this free lifestyle and doing really great until this tragedy happens. And then they come to America and they're going through all these struggles and now that becomes the norm for them. And they almost expect us to go through a struggle ourselves as their kids in order to get to what we need. And so like even having conversations with my parents, it's, it's funny, they don't see it the way I do. They're like, how could you think things would happen so easily because you said it? Well, it's like, well, I believe that God is real. I believe God provides us the ability and the capacity to bring things to life. You think about all the inventions in the world. It wouldn't have existed unless some person thought of the amazing ways to put something together to make it happen, right? So why are we questioning that we couldn't manifest things when people are able to create, you know, trips to the moon and technology that reaches Globally, I mean, we have to think we have God-like abilities because we can manifest through our thoughts, through our actions, things in our life, whether it's good or bad. And so I'm always in the mode of how can I make my process of changing my mindset work for me because I don't want it to work against me. I I don't want to be the girl I was where everything seemed like it was just hard. I couldn't do it. I had to talk myself into doing things first before I did it. Whereas now I'm ready to jump in. Like, let me jump in. Let me figure it out. Even if I, you know, have a struggle, it's okay. They're learning lessons and how that's a little different. It feels a lot different. Um, from when before, when I was feeling like it was bogging me down, was stopping me from getting what I needed. Um, I just love the fact that I can literally say I'm going to do something and it happens now. And I'm excited. It's almost like a game for me. I'm like, what else can I manifest or make happen in my life? Um, 
what else can I do that's pretty amazing that's going to work for me? So the, the most recent thing I was able to manifest, and I, I literally, when it happened, I was like, wow, the power of your words. So um, I currently work for a Fortune 500 company. Um, although I am a business owner, I work as well. And I work in HR. And so the role that I was in, I loved it, but it wasn't taking me to the level I wanted to be. I I saw myself in more of a leadership role, in a trainee, trainer mode. I wanted to step up from what I was doing, but I didn't know if the role that I wanted existed. So I started kind of thinking about, okay, what would be the ideal role for me? Even though I know it doesn't exist yet, what would that role look like? And I started to write it down. I started to describe it to a coworker of mine one day when he was asking me, like, what do you want your next step to be? I'm talking about this role and I'm like eight months into the job. I'm not even a full year. But I had just said, I kept saying, I'm going to get this promotion to this role by the end, by the end of the year. Like, I'm going to have this job that doesn't exist. It's not written. There's no structure for it. I'm going to have this job. And the job was to supervise the team that I was currently on. Although I had a boss overseeing all of us, I knew I could supervise a part of the team. They would just need to split it. I never spoke to my boss about this. We, we have monthly one-on-ones. I never told her. She would always ask me, what do you see your, your next step it as? And I would tell her, I'm still kind of working that out. And truly I was, but I never told her exactly what my dream position would be. I just wrote it down in my journal and told one coworker, who's not even on my team, by the way. Well, let me tell y'all, I get called into a meeting in November in one of my one-on-ones, and I'm talking to her like I normally do about my job, how things are going, things I could change, challenges. And she says to me, I'm considering a role for you. You've been amazing. We love you. You've made it a year here. You've just done amazing work in your role. People love you. People gravitate towards you and you're a natural leader. And I want to reward you by giving you a role that I think would be great for you. So as she's ready to talk, I'm like, wait a second. And she's about to say what I think she's about to say. She starts to explain the role, and it's the role that I had written down in my journal and told my coworker about. I couldn't believe it. I was, I was so shocked. I'm like, was she listening to my inner thoughts? Was she reading my journal secretly? Did this coworker say anything? But I'm like, they're not, they don't talk often, so I don't think he said anything. And I'm just like, wait a second. As she's talking, I'm getting so excited. I can't hide my face. I had no poker face at this point. Normally, I'm pretty, you know, put together. I've worked in HR long enough to know you don't give away your excitement on the first offer. You need to negotiate. But I just couldn't help it. I was so excited that she described exactly the position that I wanted. Down to the title. And... She said, well, I'm not sure that you'd want it. I just wanted to offer it to you because I want really to reward you for amazing work. And I looked at her. I said, you don't need to say more. 
I would love to take this position. And she looked at me and was like, are you serious? I was like, yes. I said, you know what's so crazy? This position, I wrote it out in my journal as what I wanted. And you're offering it to me without even having a conversation. This is wild. But I knew in the back of my mind, I had manifested this opportunity. And I even wrote down what I wanted to get paid. I, I, and when she asked me what I wanted, I gave her a few thousand more than what I really wanted. Because I knew if I gave her the exact number I wanted, they would go lower. So I told her more. And they gave me exactly what I asked for. Let me tell y'all. I've seen this happen in my career over and over again. Where opportunities will come because I've asked for it or I've, you know, put it out there in the universe and I've asked God to bless me and God continues to bless me. Even in my business, when I've asked God, you know, I'm, I'm really at a point where I need a coach. Introduce me to someone that's going to help me take me to the next level and he will, and a person will be revealed. So even my current coach that I'm working with was a manifested process. She was everything I asked for. My first session with her, I instantly connected to her. She knew exactly what I needed to do. I could process things with her. I didn't feel threatened because, you know, I've had a previous coach experience where I felt like that coach didn't really get me, but she got me. She knew exactly what was happening in my business that I needed to change and had just told me what to do and was like, just be free. She's like, you've been able to do this in every other aspect of your life. Apply the same logic, and or not logic, but apply the same practice to your business. Enjoy it. Love it. Engage with it. And stop trying to do more than what it is. Have fun. And stop making it hard. The same thing I've been telling clients, the same thing I've been telling myself, the same thing that I've been trying to flip in my mind was I was making my business hard, but I just wanted it to be fun and engaging and easy and just abandon the, the typical rational piece of it. Hello, hello, everyone. This is Elkie, CEO, founder of Savvy Moms Unite, career prosperity catalyst. I teach single moms how to change the way money flows in their life, the way they think about money, the way they think about prosperity, the way they value themselves. I'm so excited. This is, um, I haven't done a podcast episode in a while. And I thought, you know what, let me get on and do another one because I I just have a lot that I would like to talk about. So I've been talking about this journey to 40, journey to 40, and I finally made it. I turned 40 February 8th of this year. Was so exciting. Probably one of the best birthdays that I've had in years. My birthdays 
have just been surrounded by a lot of negativity for the past few years. Um, you know, I, I, I never really got to celebrate in the way I wanted it wanted. I'd always make plans and the plans would fall through or the person I was dating at the time just wasn't taking it seriously. He always did something to kind of piss me off around my birthday. And so thank God this person is no longer in my life in that way. And at 40, I was really about clearing the negativity out of my life. I didn't want anything that was going to hold me back, make me think on, you know, the negativity of my past. I really wanted it to be like a rebirth, a re, a renewing of my life. And, you know, 18 months prior, I'd said, my life is going to look unrecognizable. I'm not going to to recognize what it was. It's going to be so different than what I imagined because I had been through so much, you know, the prior year. And to, to my surprise at times, things just worked out so much better than I expected. One of the things, one of the gifts that I was giving to myself is that I wanted to celebrate my birthday out of the country. When I turned 40, 30, you know, five years ago, when I turned 35, I said, when I hit 40, I'm spending my birthday, I'm celebrating it out of the country. I don't care what's going on in my life. I don't care who comes. I am going. And I made that happen. I did a three-day cruise to the Bahamas with my close cousins, my close female cousins. And I had such a great time. It was so much fun, more fun than I expected. I was totally stressed right before going. And I realized, what was I stressed? What was I letting the, the things around me get to me when I was just preparing myself for such a wonderful opportunity. And I felt great. I felt confident. It was just an amazing three days. And I, I'm excited um, that I got to do it. And I, I promised myself that I would do it. And I, I finally, you know, uh, um, follow through on the promise that I made to myself. And that made me feel good. You know, some people might think, oh, well, it's a trip. What's the big deal? But one of the things I will say to you is I haven't always been good to myself. I haven't always been good, made good on the promises I've made to myself. I've always allowed myself to, you know, get out of situations when I've said, I'm going to do this. I've sort of found a way out of it, right? We do that to ourselves. We make promises to ourselves that we break all the time. We set goals for ourselves that we don't meet. And it, it kind of digs into you and it, and it chips at your confidence. But we're a little more reluctant to do it to someone else. We're a little more hesitant to break the promise to someone else because we know it's going to make us feel bad. But when we make a promise to ourselves, we can break it all the time because we figured we'll get over it, right? I knew I wasn't going to get over this promise that I made to myself because I it was five years in the making and I knew I could do it because I'm like, I could do it for other people. When someone's asked me to travel for them for an event, I've done it. Why can't I do it for myself? And I was so determined to make it happen. It wasn't easy all the time. Believe me, y'all. I planned four trips this year that I had to pay for out of pocket. And let me tell you the power of, you know, payment plans are amazing. <laughs> and I mean, the day I left for my birthday trip, I had to pay for the third trip out of the country that I agreed to. So it was not always the simplest process, 
But I was determined when you make up your mind, when you've said to yourself, I'm doing this regardless of how I get there, I'm doing it. I'm not letting anything stop me from doing it. You will find a way. You will make a way out of no way. You will see the possibilities. That's the power of the mind. And this journey to 40 has really taught me the power of the mind is amazing. We forget We forget a lot of the times how powerful we are, how powerful our words are. Our words mean something. They mean when you open your mouth and you say the things that you say, you have to really believe it. Okay. And especially if it's what you want out of your life. So I really believe what I was saying, I was like, I'm going to travel out of this country four times in one year and I'm going to make it happen regardless of what's happening in my life. I'm going to make it happen and nothing's going to stop me. And I kept saying that. I kept saying, my life is going to look so different in 18 months. You just watch. It's going to shock me. God is going to surprise me. And he's, it's, it literally is March. And I'm being shocked by the things that are happening. Like, I am just being blown away because I really believed when I said my 2019 is going to be lit. I'm not going to see it look the way my previous year looked. It's going to look very different. And I'm just talking about it differently because I just had this really down, you know, personality before. I just... I saw the world in such a different way. I thought the world was going to beat me up all the time. I just didn't think I was going to ever be fully happy with myself. I always had something that I was looking to do different or I was never satisfied. And I started to learn, well, if I'm never satisfied, how can I get good with myself? How can I be excited about where I am? I had to find the things that I was truly content with and happy with and say, you know what? That's good. These are the good things that are happening in my life and I need to be grateful for it. Gratitude will teach you so much. It will humble you. It will guide you. It will allow you to open up yourself to so much more. So when I wake up in the morning, I show gratitude, whether it's I'm grateful because I woke up. I'm grateful for the things that I have in my life currently. I'm grateful for the things that will come soon. I try to find every opportunity that I could just be grateful. Even when I've made a meal, you know, that I just never thought I could make out of ingredients that I couldn't, I couldn't afford before. I show gratitude because I remember the days when food was scarce. I remember trying to be creative in the kitchen because we just only had so many items to make our meals out of. And, and just being able to say, oh God, thank you. I could buy things that are a lot different than what I used to buy a year ago. Oh, I'm so grateful that I can make a meal out of this. I'm so grateful I've become creative in the kitchen. You're talking to someone who never wanted to cook, never saw cooking as part of her life. I mean, I was just not about to be cooking in nobody's kitchen, trying to be barefoot or pregnant. Like, you know, I would tell my mother, I ain't trying to be barefoot or pregnant for no dude. I remember saying this to my mom. And when I say the power of your words, you know, the things that you say that you don't recognize, you're speaking into your life. So when I was saying I'm rejecting this cooking personality, now it's something that I do very 
readily now because I see the value in cooking our own meals. It's just a different experience for us. It's healthier for us. It's a lot more cost effective. We could get more out of our meals when I cook versus when I take us out to eat, me and my daughter. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I am a mother of one child. I have a 12-year-old and a single mom. I've been her mommy. Been co-parenting with a dad for a few years now. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I just wasn't imagining that I'd be in the kitchen as often as I am now. But I see the value in it, and I appreciate it. I embrace it now. I had to take a different take. I had to take a different look at cooking because I saw cooking from the perspective culturally. In my culture, I'm African, and so I saw it as it was an obligation. Like women had to do it. You didn't. You couldn't get around it. You couldn't get out of it. And so cooking, and the connection it was in my culture to the obligation of a woman turned me off. It really did. And so I would get upset when that was required of the women only. I'm like, no, guys can cook too. Why can't the guys in my family cook? And, the, and let me tell you, all my brothers know how to cook and knew how to cook. But there was just this expectation that if you didn't know how to cook, you couldn't get a man and all this stuff that I wasn't subscribing to. So I had to look at cooking in a different perspective. So I wouldn't equate it with this like, you know, misogynistic worldview. I had to see it as, oh, no, it's actually something I do for me and my daughter that's healthy, that's, um, you know, good for us, that saves us money. I had to see it in that way for me to change my thinking around that. And then now I'm happier cooking than I was before. Whereas before it was like, I ain't doing that. Mm-mm-mm. You couldn't get me in the kitchen if you bribed me. <laughs> so... It's just the way you think about things now. It's it's very different. Even when it came to my business, I had such a a hard look at business. I saw business as, gosh, this is draining. And it can be. I'm not sitting here telling y'all business is going to be easy all the time. It can be draining. But I didn't want to see it. Any, I couldn't see it any other way. I saw it as it's just work. It's nothing more than work. And when I you know sat down recently with a coach... And I always tell people, get a coach. Coaches need coaches too. Um, me being a coach, I always hire a coach when I'm stuck. And she was like, embrace the journey of your business. Let your business serve you too. Like it shouldn't just all be all this work and you don't get anything back. You need to get something back from the business. And when she kind of flipped it in my head, I started to see my business in a whole different light. It was no longer this this you know, one added thing to my list of to-dos. It wasn't this stressful, I'm constantly trying to make it work kind of business. It was, no, the business got to work for me too. And I started to see it in a different way and I started to speak on it in a different way. It's not this project that I got to complete. It is a lifestyle that I have to make work within my current ways of living. And I embrace it for what it is. It's, it's, it is a growth process. I'm growing along with it. And, and that was, a, I had to come to terms with that because for years I was struggling to see the business as thriving. I, I really was stuck on that. But now I see it in a whole different way. And it's really about bringing the women along the journey with me to changing their mindset because, you know, 
I talk money a lot because money is a sense, it's a, a source of frustration for single mothers. Being a single mom myself, money, it's scarcity, it's it being hard to get was the reality for me for many years. And, and in my research, in my work with single moms, that was the same thing they were saying. Money is just tough. It's, it's a struggle to have one income and try to live off of that and feed my kids and take care of all their needs and my needs as well. I have to put myself on the back burner because I can't even imagine doing anything different other than just supporting my children. And what I'm trying to get single moms to see is that you have to be taken care of first. You have to make things happen for you first. Because if you're busy, you're so busy trying to take care of everyone else. Everyone else is getting the best of you. When do you get the when do you get the best? When do you feel happy? When do you feel fulfilled? When do you get to to feel ha- excited about the things that you do? Well, you can if you're always taking care of everyone else. And you really can't take care of everyone else in the best way if you're constantly doing it for other people. You're going to be burnt out and you're going to hate being a single mother. You're going to hate the lifestyle. You're going to hate, you know, then when you meet this cool person, you can't even engage with them because you're so busy taking care of everybody else and you don't know how to make you happy. So one of the things I said was this year was my year of to just find the things that makes me the most happy. Do the things that make me feel fulfilled so that I can be the best, you know, best partner, best businesswoman, best employee, because I work as well, best mama, best everything, friend, cousin, family member, sister. I wanted to ensure that I made every opportunity that I took to enhance my life. I took it serious. It was about making me happy, making me stronger, and make and making me understand how blessed I was throughout this process because not every person has this ability to take a step back and say, you know what, I'm going to do what makes me happy. Not everybody's there yet. And I get that, but I want you to get there. As a single mom, we cannot continue to fulfill everyone's promise and we can't fulfill our own promise to ourselves. That's why I go back to what I said earlier. You got to you gotta fulfill your own promises and your own goals to yourself. You cannot put yourself on the back burner and keep promising you're going to do it next year, do it next month, and do it next week. And you haven't even attempt to do it at all you got to stop breaking your own promises to yourself and and continue to see when you do for you it'll start to see it spills out people will see a difference in you you're a little more apt to be more giving because you're doing for yourself and I always say this you know I've heard this quote from Ayala Venzan. I've heard this quote from Oprah. I've heard this quote from many other motivational speakers where they say, you cannot give from an empty cup. Your cup has to be full before you give. There has to be a spillage. There has to be an overflow for you start to give of yourself. So if your cup's not full and you don't even know what your cup, sometimes we don't even know what fills our cup. We're still trying to figure that piece out. If you don't know what fills your cup, if you don't know what gets you that gets you going and makes you feel excited and you're trying to give to others, you're going to fail at it. You're not going to be successful at it. You're going to constantly feel like people are taking advantage of you because you haven't done it for you yet. 
Do it for yourself first. Find out what fills your cup. I know what fills my cup. That is freedom, abundance, and the love of my family. That's what fills my cup. And if I can't get those three things, I'm no good to anybody. So I know that freedom means I can pick up and go wherever I want. I can do the things exactly as I wanted to do it. I am meant to do the things on this earth that I set myself to do, right? Abundance, abundance and opportunities of money and, and family and love, abundance. The love of my family, I got to have that. I got to know that they have my back, be loyal to each other no matter what. And if I don't have that, my cup's not filled. So what fills your cup? What makes you satisfied? What's going to make you not break your promise to yourself this year? Think about it. I want you to come up with three things that you're willing to do to fill your cup this year. I don't care how you do it. I don't care when you do it. But you got to find those three things that are going to fill your cup that you're willing to give to yourself this year. You're not going to break your promise to yourself. And try to fulfill those things as best as you can. Shift your mindset so that you feel like these are obligations to you, to nobody else but you. All right. So thank you for being on my my podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for following. Continue to follow me here on whatever platform you're listening. I love you all. I wish the most positive vibes come your way. I bless you all. Thank you so much. I love y'all. This is Elkie Clinton, CEO and founder of Savvy Moms Unite Career Prosperity Catalyst. If you'd like to join my Facebook group, you can certainly join it. Savvy Money Mindset. That's for my single moms, single women. I do have some few married women in the group because y'all need money advice and, and shaking up your life.